Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Daily Grievance Podcast. This is an irreverent podcast whereby your host, Grieve Master Ty, that's me, reflects on the daily issues of life that annoy the crap out of him. We talk about some pretty funny and messed up shit. For your listening pleasure, this podcast is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter for all the latest updates, as well as everyday grievances expressed angrily in 140 characters or less. Twitter handle, at Daily Grievance 1. That's Daily Grievance, the number one. You have stuff that pisses you off? I feel ya. Tweet it to me. Maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Without further ado, ladies and gents, the Daily Grievance. I'd like to make something very clear today, okay? I am an enforcer, okay? I'm out enforcing better habits and correcting bad habits. People often say, oh, you know, you're... You're being an asshole, man. What are you doing? For example, if I'm in a restaurant and we're, I'm getting subpar service from the waiter and he's missing things or he's forgetting things or he's doing things wrong or he's pissing me off, I'll either leave a shitty tip or I'll call him out specifically on what he's doing wrong or I'll tell a manager what, what he's doing wrong. Okay, I'm not going to sit there and, and proliferate his bad behavior. Okay, what I'm going to do is enforce it. Because then, essentially, I'm creating a better experience for the next person. Maybe it looks, from your perspective, like I'm being an, an asshole. But what I'm really doing is is helping people. I'm helping the next person that comes there have a better experience than I did. Because I'm brave enough to stand up and say, look, these are all the things you did wrong. Pull it together. For example, at Chipotle, when I'm going through the line, I need that shit to be a well-oiled machine. I want that to have the efficiency level of a factory in 1950s communist Russia. That's what I need. And when it's not running smoothly, I'll stand up and I'll say, I say, guys, what's going on? Why is it taking so long in this area? Do you, you, you have too many people here? Maybe get one of those guys out of there. Uh, you know, law of diminishing returns. You know, and over here, you guys got to move quicker with the rice. You know, and I'll tell them that. You know, and that, and that gets them on their toes. Then they're taking a second look at what they're doing. And probably they're going to improve. Because I know my shit. And I know how Chipotle should operate. And if it's not operating smoothly, I'll stand up and I'll say something. Okay? Because I want to help people. And I want the next person that rolls through that line to have a better experience because of my enforcement. I'm an enforcer. Welcome to The Daily Grievance. The Daily Grievance. The Daily Grievance. Alright, hey everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of The Daily Grievance. It's uh, kind of a landmark episode. We've, we're 10 episodes in on SoundCloud, on iTunes. It's going very strong, getting a lot of cool people on here. And uh, as you know, this show is about me talking about the shit that pisses me off every day in life. Every day in life, I'm just getting to a boiling point. Like I look like a cartoon character with smoke coming out of my ears, a really red face, looking like I want to stomp somebody like the Incredible Hulk every single day it happens, everywhere it happens. And that's why I have this show, because it's cathartic and it's important and it's therapeutic to get it all out. And I love to have my buddies with me. Love to have my friends, comics, whatever they do. I love to have them on the show. So today I got a special guest, my buddy and comedian, actor, host, 
Joshua Nasser. How you doing, buddy? Phenomenal. I just don't know why you're so angry. Like, what happened in your childhood that you're so angry at things? Nothing. Nothing happened in my childhood. Something had to have happened for you to be so angry well, you at don't, everything. You don't get angry? I'm on Lexapro, so things are pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, really, I am. Uh, no, I did a lot of therapy work and 12-step work, so I don't get angry. It's annoying. Well, that, the, the anger is my therapy. Oh, well, all right. You know? Okay, very aggressive. Like, when, when, there's a, when there's some sort of conflict on the road and I have to pull up next to the guy, roll down my window, and have a very violent verbal exchange with him, that's what makes me feel better. I don't no, feel doesn't. better just saying on a deeper I, level I doesn't you. on a deeper level no it doesn't it just makes you more angry but I feel fantastic no you words. don't feel fantastic I can see it on your face right now the, the, you're you're just wound up yeah you're wound up I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. be a, no, a polite guest true. you don't have no, uh, no there's been no religious or any teachings at all that say oh having resentments and being angry is good for you well maybe it just hasn't come out yet that, yeah, that teaching yeah there you go so right now <laughs> I'm, I'm I just starting feel, it you're going to stab... Well, this is the start of it. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to stab somebody? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't do it because I'll go to jail. Right. But like if I lived in a world with no legal repercussions, yeah. I would consider it. But I don't know that I want to kill somebody. You know? Oh, I used to be out of my car punching windows. I was really bad before. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Spitting in people's windows. It was a normal occurrence for me to have change in my car to throw at other people's cars. Wow. Yeah. What I was, was out this? of my mind. Oh, when I was younger, when I was... Uh, p- Doctors put me on a medication called Clonopin that made me really yeah, up and down yeah. and angry. And I, when I went off of it, it all went away. What age are we talking about when you were this uh, angry? 23 to I'd say 33 when I was on the medication. Okay. I was on it till a little bit later, but yeah. Oh, so you were, you kind of could burst at any moment. Yeah, my stepdad was wacko. Maybe, I know where it all came from when I did the work on it in therapy, but I was fucking an angry human being. Okay. Yeah. Because oh. you're, you're all like relaxed and positive and oh i was the now. opposite i mean the opposite daily occurrences yeah and then i got good at it from the car so then i would just belittle people <laughs> i would do things like i had a salad one time in my car that i just got from whole foods and it was filled with uh blue cheese dressing okay and a guy screamed at me and i just t- took the lid off the salad and i threw the whole salad and it hit him in the whole inside of his car and it was i would say there was more it was more of a uh a salad blue cheese. Like it was a blue cheese. There was more blue cheese than lettuce. Like that's how much hit him in the face. Wow. And uh, laughed hysterically. So I got good at that. What was his reaction once that hit him square in the face? He was going, like, like you know, a dog, if you, <laughs> if, it ju- if you put, if you put a ranch dressing on a dog's face or blue cheese, that's what it was like. Okay. Yeah. So he's trying to get it off, but at the same time, get a little taste of it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> interesting, man. Yeah. Uh, Okay, well, you were angry at one point. You turned it around. I don't think I'm going to turn it around. Okay. I like the path I'm going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so what, what do you got going on right now? I know you're a multi-hyphenate. You know, you're, you're a stand-up. You know, you're, uh, I think you do. Uh, I do. Uh, I do host a TV jiggling. show. I host a TV show. Uh, I have chlamydia. I host TV show. There's nothing wrong with admitting I have chlamydia. Uh, uh, I have a TV show, uh, Velocity Channel, about uh, cars called What's My Car Worth, which is on Discovery Network's platform. I host Sweet. a show for About.com. They have 80 million uh, viewers a month on their website. This one is about cars also. Um, and uh, I do stand-up, motivational speaking, and I do a lot of uh, viral videos, like prank videos and things like that, made on the street stuff. Very nice. That's so That's very all the thorough. nonsense that I do. Covering the gamut there. Yeah, you Tell have me to. a little bit about the motivational speaking. What's that all about? Um, uh, I've done it before for Fortune 500 companies. 
Um, I've done it for Zappos. Um, and I used to, I used to really, really go after it more. Um, and basically what I talk about is, uh, things that hold us back just like what we we're doing before, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I've taken things from all different teachings that I've learned. Uh, some I've made up about 90% is just a combination of things that I've learned that have helped me certain things like fear, F E A R false evidence appearing real. I'm fearful of something 99.100% of the time. It comes from a false place. Oh my God, I won't be able to pay rent this month. And then I'm going to be out on the street, dead, alone, lonely. If you trace it all the way down. Well, it's not going to happen. I've always paid rent. I've always been fine. But we get fearful about money, mm-hmm. which is a false fear because to date, there's never been a problem where I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't take care of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the basis of motivational speaking. Let, let me ask you this. I've wondered whether this has held me back. But do you think compulsive masturbation can actually prevent you from reaching your goals in one way or another? I've thought about it a lot. Sometimes I feel like a little lethargic. I feel less motivated after masturbating. But do you think that that can truly hold you back? Do you think it can hold you back? I don't know. I can't figure it out. I can't figure out if I would would be more aggressive and motivated if I masturbated none. Why don't you just not do it? I I did that for a week. Uh I went one week without masturbating. And I, I don't know if I could feel the difference. Okay, but I'm well, wondering that's if there's the answer a physiological. For you. Well, that's uh, up to you. Everybody's difference. body's different. I can't tell you what's right for you. For me, yeah, that's not the best thing to do. It's not the best use of my time. If you have a hundred blocks in a day and you're taking up sixty of those blocks, masturbating, or forty or thirty of them, you know what I mean? What are blocks, blocks of time? time? Okay. Yeah, blocks of time. It's just mathematics. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm in and out in 20 minutes. It's mathematics. You'd finish. have that 20 minutes not to do anything. Yeah, to do something else. Okay. But, but it's not 20 minutes because then you get lethargic and that lasts you another 10 minutes or 15 Ooh, or 20. That's true. Maybe you take a nap. So then there's an hour gone. Yeah. Actually, I did that yesterday. I took there a nap you go. after I masturbated. Because that's but a physiological really thing. Yeah. I believe, I remember seeing something in high school or whatever, or, you know, they have these sex ed videos where mm-hmm. we get tired afterwards. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. After that. I think it's different for chicks though. I think they get energized after they orgasm. Have you found that to be true? Uh, I don't know. You know, that's a good question. I'm going to ask that. I'm going to find that out. Yeah. Um, cool. So you got a lot of good stuff going on. Um, where are some of the spots that you regularly perform in L.A.? Where can people um, see you do stand-up? Let me tell you, L.A. is uh, a very hard place to get up in. Unless you have a lot of TV credits or you are that much better than everybody else. Heads, you know, hands and whatever, everybody else in comedy. So right now, I'm working my way in to the clubs. I am a regular at the comedy store. I get up at the comedy store quite a bit. I get up the improv sometimes. I'll be showcasing for the Laugh Factory pretty soon. But, uh, you know, I'm nowhere near where the big guys do. And that's the fun of it. That I wake up every day and I go, ooh, what can I do? Mm-hmm. You know, I mostly get all of my stage time around the country. Uh, I've been internationally a bunch. So I'm, I'm getting up a lot. It's just not in Hollywood yet. Have you, have you ever gone to Korea to do stand-up? No, I'm actually uh, put in South Korea. My brother's yeah. stationed there. Oh, okay. In South Korea uh, for the army. Okay. So uh, that's something that I'm working on with a guy named Mark Saratella. Uh, Mark oh, Saratella. Yeah, I know Mark. Yeah, I met him at uh, Bill Burr's birthday party in the Valley. There it is. Um, you know, there's a there's a kind of a burgeoning comedy scene in Seoul. There's uh, some comedy club or a few different comedy clubs out there, and there's one guy that books for him, and he's always interested in American comedians. That's awesome because I could go over. That was one thing is, as comedians, they don't really pay us anything. They don't. Like in general? In general. To do stand-up? What, what I realized is all we are is a distraction to sell drinks. <laughs> think about it. We're just little monkeys on stage. The comedy club owners, they don't give a shit. You could be horrible. If people come in and like you and pay for drinks, that's all they want. Now, yeah. 
there's a little tipping point. I like to use Joe Coy as a, as an example. Joe Coy, when he come, when he gets on stage, people are coming to see Joe Coy. He's no longer the distraction. They're coming to see him. Right. He sold out ten shows in a, a row. Uh, I think at the Irvine Improv. Yeah. Three hundred people each each uh, each show. So three thousand people came out to see him. They weren't coming out to see John, Julie, Brad. So then he can go, well, you know what? I want 80% of the door. And if they go, no, he goes, then I'm not going to come here and you're going to lose all that money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody like Joe Coy, the Russell Peters, the big guys, Bill Burr. Right. People come to see them. And that's the point you want to get to. Yeah. They, and that's when they start booking you. Right. Those guys absolutely crush the club scene. Does, I mean, but Russell's not, crossover. He can do But it's PSCs not even a matter too. of crushing. Oh, you mean as far as their comedy or their numbers? Their numbers. Yeah, their numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, they just destroy. I mean, yeah, Joe Coy, Irvine's a huge, huge market for him. We worked with him there, and he fucking, he'll sell out any time he goes there. Ten shows in a row. Yeah, that's insane. That's Do you realize how much money that is? If uh, he gets 75% of the probably door. Probably 150 grand. Or right in between, around. let's just say he makes $75,000 in two weekends. Mm-hmm. That's no merch. And he sells yeah. out. He has a whole table full of great, like, he sells out. Yeah. And you know what's cool about those big guys, and uh, like uh, Gabriel Iglesias and Joe Coy and them? This is why they do good. I've seen both of them wait for an hour and a half after each show, signing autographs, taking pictures with every single person. Connecting with the fans. Every, I mean, there was a line for Fluffy that was all the way around the club, around the club, and around the club again, basically. Wow. He stayed there for an hour and a half and took pictures with everybody. Yeah, he's a real grounded guy. He seems like he would come off as somebody that would really stick around and talk I don't to know people. him personally, but I mean, I know Joey Lomori, but grounded or just good business sense, either yeah. way, yeah. that's what I want to get to. Yeah, he's got a good team. Gabriel's got a real good team around him. But you mean up. as far as agents and managers? Yeah. Are? yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's take he's taken care of. He's a well, but he made that happen. Oh yeah, he did. Well, he, yeah, he did by fucking selling s- out, selling out everywhere he goes. Yeah, and then making, all of a sudden a team wants to work with you. Oh, we're great. Having a good brand, having the fluffy yeah. name behind everything. And Tell you what, they, you got a good team. It's real easy to get a good team when you're bring, making them money. Sure, of course. That's if Gabriel truth. wasn't making them money, he wouldn't be fucking getting a good team. Right. That's the truth. So that's it right there. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, yeah, I obviously love stand-up. I worked in it for a few years, and uh, so, yeah, I love talking about that stuff. But I want to switch over to uh, some of the news that's going on around us. Um, first, Mr. El Chapo was caught. Did mm-hmm. you read about that? Do you keep up with that? Yeah, it was great. It was, you weren't rooting for him? Uh, was I rooting for El Chapo? I mean, El Chapo was, me, you know I who know. that is, right? Okay. Yeah, you know, I know. Okay, well, you were just looking at your phone. I thought you were distracted. I didn't know if you... Oh, were... no, I do phone, text. I'm looking with work, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. No, not at all. I don't. And by the way, I don't need you being hurtful towards me or racist. Sorry. All right, that was awkward. Uh, I'm joking. Um, no, uh, El Chapo being caught. Okay, so do you really think that... Uh, his last escape was not orchestrated... By prison guards. Oh, no, it had to have been. It has. Well, I think I just read recently, too, that two of them were in trouble for that. So I heard that he's offering $100 million right now. To get him out? To get him Holy out. Holy shit, that's like from the movie SWAT. There it is right do there. Do you remember that? Yes, I was just going to say, do you remember what movie that's from? Yeah. That's what I, now, whether it's true or not, I don't know. I know the U.S. Uh, is trying to get him extradited, but could take right. a few months. Okay. Um, did, with, you, did you see Sicario by chance? No, I want to watch it on. I want to watch it. Okay. I was trying to look at it last night. I won't tell you what happens. Okay. But there's a similar situation. So, uh, I mean, to be honest, though, he did murder, from what I understand, many, 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 many people. Oh, I'm sure he's a fucking a dr- you know, horrible drug lord. They said he does three billion dollars a year in business. He's on the Forbes Jeez. list. Wow. 
Yeah, you did you know he's on Forbes list? No, of I didn't wealthy, know that they can of, keep track of his wealth like that. Oh yeah. He's worth, I think they said three billion dollars, or he makes th- something ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All at the expense of little meth heads in America. Whatever it is. So that's why when I'm happy, yeah. I mean he's he's uh uh idolized or put up on this thing like a hero, like mm-hmm. but really what is he doing? You know, I'm not saying right, wrong, and different. I'm just saying he kills people and he gives people drugs. Yeah, he's probably raped a couple people too. He's probably also taken organs out of people. He's probably done a lot of weird stuff that crim- that hardcore criminals do. Yeah, they do crazy shit to not, like make a point. Yeah, taking kids, you know, yeah. killing pregnant women, probably lots of real fucked up shit. I mean, yeah, we could make up things and he's probably done it. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. like yeah, you know how like some of the like African sort of um Warlords do weird, crazy shit. They're like the equivalent of that, you know, like beasts oh, of no yeah. nation. Yeah, they do weird stuff over there. Well, they have to rule by terror, right? Exactly. Yeah, so you're that's how I do my comedy. I rule by terror. I just go on stage and I threaten everybody, and then I go, "All right, we're going to start the show." Then they just capitulate into a, a an obligatory laugh. They're like, <laughs> "Those are two okay. big words: capitulate and obligatory." And uh, I didn't know what the first one meant, but I knew what the second one meant. I went to private school. Oh, I'm from school. Maryland. Are you? Has nothing to do with anything. Well, there's probably some private schools right there. All right. Yeah, high school. Um, Okay, well, he's caught. Sean Penn might be in a little trouble too, but that's El Chapo's situation. I'm glad he's caught too. He was living in a little tunnel like Obama, and they got him somehow. He was? Wait, wait, what? He was what? Yeah, because after he escaped from the first prison, he was living underground in like an underground bunker. No. And they would bring him food and shit. Not at all. They did a CNN report on it. I just read something different that he was actually... Now, maybe part of the time, I read that uh, he was actually in a suburb area when they caught him. He was in a house, um, and before he had moved in, they had done a bunch of remodeling work, uh-huh. like to, and and putting like fences around and the, the making sure the windows you couldn't see in and blah oh. blah blah blah. And he was a normal house. People that were like next door, were like dude, I had no idea. Oh, like a shit. normal. Now he may have been in tunnels also, but a normal house suburb, blah blah blah. Wow. Yeah, not what? in fact not a very high end area. In fact, a lower end area, as I remember. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe yeah. what I saw on CNN was just the transit area. Where they held him until they could get into that house. Yeah, well, he, he walked through a, yeah, it was a, through a toilet he got through. Yeah. Like Andy Dufresne. That was my Morgan <laughs> Freeman. That was my Morgan Freeman. Thank you. Um, also in the news, Mr. Bowie. He's not with us anymore. Mm-hmm. Ziggy Stardust, he's gone. Were you a fan? Uh, to be honest, no. Not not in, uh, not in a bad way. Yeah. Uh, just indifferent? I, no, I just, I wasn't exposed to him. Mm-hmm. Uh. I was exposed to, when I was younger, comedy records and then hip-hop. And I didn't get into that kind of music. Not that I didn't hear it or know it or like it. I just was more of a hip-hop head. Like Run DMC? Run DMC, Beastie Boys, when they came out, uh, Tribe Called Quest. Okay. Uh, those were the, the groups that I listened to that, that I had a connection to, meaning one of my friends, my friend Sophie, she, I believe, her mom knew him or something like that or... So it was like part, you know, when somebody like that passes away, like Robin Williams for me, mm-hmm. that's part of my childhood. Right. So you feel like you, you sense your mortality. So he wasn't part of my childhood okay. to like be sad, yeah. but I was sad because he's David Bowie and everybody knows him. Can you name one David Bowie song? No. Okay. Did you ever see the extras with Ricky Gervais where David no. Bowie was a guest? Nope. That little scene you should check out. That's actually pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He sings a song about... Ricky Gervais being a chubby little loser. Okay. It's really cool and funny. Yeah. But I like Ricky Gervais. I love Ricky. 
Yeah. He's a shit. I thought it, I thought the Golden Globes were fun. He called me a comedy cul-de-sac. <laughs> Ricky Gervais called you that? Yeah, wasn't when? a compliment. Let me tell you what happened. Uh, 15 years ago, doing comedy with Ahmed Ahmed, the Axis of Evil comedy tour. I just starting comedy. Just I mean I, I didn't know anything. We all went over to Scotland for the Edinburgh Comedy Festival. Cool. Ahmed Ahmed is friends with Ricky Gervais. Okay. But I don't know who that is. Anyways, the audience is dark. Uh, everything is dark. And um, uh, he's in the audience because he's buddies with Ahmed Ahmed. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote an article after about the show. And then he ca- I think he called me a comedy cul-de-sac. Really? Yeah. That was probably right before his extra days. Maybe well before. I don't know. But what? I did know they called me that. I wonder what he was doing at that time. He, I guess he was already writer. Ricky Gervais, though. He was? Yeah, he was ago? already known. Okay. Yeah. What do you think he means by comedy cul-de-sac? means going nowhere, that your comedy oh. went nowhere. <laughs> you come in and you don't get out, and there was no beginning, middle, or end. Uh, I was new. I was literally, yeah. I don't know, a month or two in or whatever. That's, that's impressive. You were even doing a show at a festival with Ahmed Ahmed when you were just starting out. Oh, Middle Eastern, and I knew how to host. I'm yeah, a good host. There you go. Because I did TV hosting. Okay. So that's what I was doing over there. But then trying to step into comedy, you just, it's not my arena. Make sure wasn't. You, make sure you bring it up to him if you ever run into him. I definitely will. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> We've all had those bomb experiences. Yeah. Every comedian has. Right. And that's what, if you keep going, that's what makes you better. Right. I love, my favorite thing, by the way, is to watch my friends that I know are funny, mm-hmm. to watch them bomb. I, I die. I'm out of the chair rolling laughing. When you watch your friends that are talented, bomb. Oh, it's the favorite thing. Why, why is that? Because I know that they're funny. Mm-hmm. It's like if I saw you trip, oh, you didn't get hurt. Nobody's getting it. Nobody's getting okay. it. Oh, I think I laugh, hysteric, and then I start asking questions. I go, excuse me, uh, question from the back here. Help, excuse me, just a random civilian. I don't do comedy. Uh, and they'll be like, yes, you know. I'm like, don't do comedy. Question from the back here is, I notice that the set is not going good. Do you feel that it's them or is it you? You know, <laughs> I, you know things yeah, like have that. Have you done that? Oh, all the You've time. You've asked that question? Oh, Out whatever loud. that, I mean, whatever kind of, quite, then you can, can do acting. Because actually, a lot of times at the comedy store late night, um, there's not a lot of people. So it's a good exercise. Sure. We ask each other questions. I tell the guys, this is what I tell. I say, the guys that work there and Avery, he does, a, Avery Pearson, he does a piano. I go, there's no rules. You can interrupt me. You can walk in. You can say whatever you want. Throw whatever. Do anything you want. My job is to bat it back. Mm-hmm. So don't wait for a pause, whatever it is. And they're starting to get that. I really mean that because it's such a good exercise. It's like picture a fighter, a boxer going in, and he's got a guy who kicks, punch, bites, but, and he's got to block all of that. Mm-hmm. So you learn how to deal with all of it. Sure. Wax on, wax off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're doing every motion. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. So that's I, I, fun for me. I need to get over there more and see you guys do that shit. That, brings, that reminds me, though, um, on my 21st birthday, I saw George Carlin in Vegas, and it was on like a Saturday night or something. And he was, he crushed all night, right? And he was getting very minimal response from the crowd. It was just a Saturday night crowd from Bumblefuck, wherever, just traveling to Vegas. So let's go see this comedian. They weren't really fans, but me and my buddy were a fan. So we're in this big theater, I think at MGM and he's crushing the whole time. Did you say theater? Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, Central California. Wow. Theater. Very, uh. Oh, you say theater? I say theater. You say theater. I say theater. How about a car? Is a car a vehicle or a vehicle? I say both of those, actually. You say vehicle? Yeah. That's a redneck. Do you say insurance or insurance? 
insurance. Yeah. Do you say do you say mature or mature? I well, first of all, I I know it's mature, but yeah. me and my whole family say that is very immature. <laughs> you are so immature. Yeah. You keep picking your balls. Do you know that? Yeah, I, I move them a lot. I mean, you move them a lot, but I'm looking, I'm angled where I'm looking right at your balls. Yeah. But you do it too, don't you? Nah, not really. Not in public. Really? Mostly I in public. I cram, I cram my fingers in my ass. That's my deal. Like in private? No, in public. That's just what I do. Oh, really? All right, moving on. What was the question you asked me before? My apologies. No, no, no. I was in the middle of explaining my George Carlin. Story. Oh, I'm sorry. George Carlin. Okay, theater. So, yeah, he's in this theater. And he's, you know, he's crushing all night, but he's getting minimal response from the crowd. And then at the very end, he goes into this, like, five-minute-long tirade on one of his dark things he would do once in a while where he's talking about all these uh, catastrophes happening at once and killing people and it's getting kind of dark and the whole MGM place is silent except me and my buddy are laughing our fucking asses off. Love it. And it's because we got Carlin. We yeah. were there to see Carlin. We did love he hear his you? fucked up Could, shit. Did he look towards you? I, I know because he's very focused on his act. He right. never interacts with the crowd so he, he didn't you know, yeah. give his attention but you know it was just funny that he's getting into this real dark territory and we're the only guys laughing. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, that's like just for me. That's why I like asking questions because then it becomes just, you know, just for me. Yeah. And uh, well, really it's about that. The comedian. I love it. That's cool. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. Um, Come by the comedy store. I will. I will. I'm overdue for, to stop in there. So we're going to get into our grievances now. And, uh, one thing I'm going to start with this grievance because it pisses me off and it's happening more and more. But every time I go like somewhere for a weekend, whether it be Vegas, whether it be could be anywhere, Mexico, wherever, the people that I stay with in a room when you're you got a couple buddies in there or whatnot, they always want to make the maid's job easier for them. You know, if you got shit laying around, if the bathroom's dirty, they're always like, Oh, you clean that up. Make her job easy for her. Yeah, put, you're put an asshole. Pick, pick, pick you're an asshole over there. Why am I making the the maid's job easier? Her job is to get in there and clean the shit up and get out and leave it. Are nice you for do, me wait? When I are you back. saying this? Are you playing devil's advocate? Are you really an asshole? No, I'm being serious. Why would this. you not want to help another human being? Well, if it's I, easy for you, and well, they've got to clean. Am, am I getting paid rooms? to help her do her job, or am no. I doing it pro bono? You're doing it just to be a good human. I can't do it for free. If I'm going to do somebody else's job, I need to get paid for it. Why? Does that does people come to my work and and try to make my job easier? They should. Good people do that. I know, but let's look at this specifically. Why are we helping a maid do her job? To be a good human. That's it, specifically. To be a good fellow human. Yeah, but don't you want to see her earn her money in there? Yeah, she already is cleaning a thousand rooms. Okay. And doing her best. That it's not, if if it takes me five seconds to put all the towels together on the counter in the bathroom from wherever, yeah, I'll do that as a good human. And the fact that you don't means that you're not a good human. But, but they're hired. I, I'm paying I understand that. to be a guest there okay. and experience that room as I wish. Right, you're a and guest. they're paid. You're a guest. They be a re- nice guest. They're receiving money to do their job. Okay. How could I be a bad human for just enjoying what I paid for? Because it, does it make you not enjoy something to pick up the towels? It, you know, if I happen to do it naturally and pick no, it up I, and I place it. No, I the question. Does it make you not enjoy something to pick up the towels and put yes. them somewhere? If I begin okay. to feel like I'm doing someone else's job when I'm on vacation and I'm okay. there to relax, it does make me Then I would never go away on vacation with you and I probably wouldn't be friends with you. Well, we could stay in different rooms. Yeah. I just, I don't like that. I like people that help other people. Well, I mean, I've done things to help other people outside so why don't of you this just, scenario. Why don't you live your life in all aspects of your life like that? Uh, it makes it better. in this scenario, I, I'm 
paying for a certain luxury of not having to worry about that shit. Okay. It doesn't make me worry to pick it up. For me, it doesn't make me worry. But also, part of the reason that I do it for me is it does help me. Um, you're in my apartment right now. You can't see if you're listening. But things are very organized. Um, they're just in, in a certain place. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, that helps me with my day. So using the hotel as an example, having all the towels there, okay, I want to make sure that I didn't leave anything. I got the towels there. My medicine's there. Uh, my bags are there. So when I'm leaving, I do do that. So it's partly for me and partly for them. Okay. So that helps me. You know, Steve Jobs, they said, wore the same kind of outfit every day because then he didn't have to, his clothes, he didn't have to worry about picking out in the morning. He had that much more space to just concentrate on his life and moving forward and inventing and creating. Really? He wore the same outfit every day? Different, different, uh, yeah, but Versions different shirts, the but same? the same color, the same, yeah, like you know. the jeans, the white shoes, and some Yeah, I, I believe, I, I believe, I'm not accurate, 99% sure I know I read that, and I've definitely heard that hmm. from somebody. So doing those things does help me to just be organized, uh, but it also makes me feel good that when, a, let's say a, a mom of three comes in a room, okay? Just saying, random example. Mom of three, she's a maid, she comes in, and she sees stuff everywhere. Right, so there's the feeling of oh shit, I got another room to gotta clean, or it's kind of organized for her. And she goes, oh okay. So I like having having knowing that she walks in or he walks in and goes, oh cool, this hotel room's not disgusting. Okay, that's and and if that gives you pleasure, that's nice and good for her for getting like an easier room to clean. But part of what makes people progress through life is taking big challenges and really nailing them. Right. So if there's an especially dirty, filthy room. And she spends, she gets, puts elbow grease in there and really makes it shine. She just overcame a challenge. Somebody's going to notice that. They're going to be like, wow, this maid cleaned the absolute shit out of my room. Maybe I'll mention to the manager that she did an outstanding job. So there's also, there's also productive reasons why. I understand she, what you're saying, you know, but I think that you're a total asshole. 100%. <laughs> total asshole for that. It's not your job to make uh, her clean more, in my opinion. Make her clean more. She can do a great job with the room not being as dirty. Then she can concentrate on other things like cleaning off the remote control. Do you know that there's how many times I've used the remote control in a hotel and then eaten pizza and then realized afterwards and wanted to vomit in my mouth because I just ate chlamydia? Like that's how bad it gets. That's pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a grievance of yours. That is a strong grievance. I want to hear another grievance of yours. Well, we got to go back and forth. Oh, okay. you You tell me a grievance now. Uh, and this is something that is, it, again, this is my own nonsense. I, I told you this before, but cords and cables. Okay. okay. So cords and cables. So I've got the TV plugged in. I have a little bit space heater and let's say the cable box. No matter how organized it is when I put it behind uh, the shelf or the couch or the benches, it's always all over the place. Mm-hmm. So when I pull one cord out, uh, they all come out. It never works, and I end up having to sit there like a fucking asshole trying to pull the... It's not funny, okay? It makes me so angry, and I could probably do something about it now that I think about it, but cords and cables are something that makes me fucking angry. And you know what? Wait, that's not a good, good one. Uh, well, no, no, no. Let's riff on that a little bit. So, But what what measures have you taken to... None. ...to alleviate... None. That? So I must get something out of it, or it just annoys me so much I don't do anything. Because you can get one of those plugs. Here, or, I got one it. Of those extensions. You're right. You're a hundred percent right. Haven't taken that step yet. You're right. I'm wrong in this. Mm-hmm. You know what else I hate? What? I hate people that walk across the street when I'm at a stop sign, mm-hmm. pedestrians, and then kind of look at you like this is my street. <laughs> 
And sorry, I spit all over the place. This is my street, and they take their time. I'll fucking run you over. Now, will I really? No. But don't take extra time. And be like, this is my street. This is my space. Fucking Yeah, assholes. they give you that look like you've infringed upon their space. Yeah. Yeah. We're, it's it's both of our spaces just because I'm in a car. So well, technically I tr- it's more of the car space because you're the bigger entity that can fucking Actually, take technically, it it's their space because pedestrians have the right of way. By law, yes. By law. But by the, na- by the nature of life, we technically so have space. So let me ask you this. Do you think if, let's say for a month... Everybody was allowed legally to hit the people that were taking their time running across the street. Do you think that would it's kind of like purge like, hey, guys, you got Uh one month where we're going to run into you and then you know what? You'll learn your lesson. Yeah, I'd participate in that. All right. I mean, I wouldn't try to murder somebody, but I'd give them a little love tap. No, what you got to do is you got to aim it. So when they're walking you uh, right when their back, let's say left foot is extended like backwards, you hit their back foot and make them spin around. (laughs) You want to make them shimmy. So you don't want to hurt them. You just want to give them a fucking nice whack as you're driving by. You got to be a real precise driver. Oh, you got to be a precise driver and just hit their back foot, make them spin around like Michael Jackson, land in the same space and keep walking. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, so I hate people. All right. Your turn for a grievance. The, uh, you know, what's interesting is, uh, just pedestrians in general piss me off. What do you mean? Like just, just whenever I'm a driver, cause I'm an angry driver, but pedestrians in general, unless they're doing their part to get up, get the fuck out of my way, they generally annoy me. Well, that's the same thing I said. Yeah. All but, right. I mean, you know, in every scenario, they, they, pedestrians annoy me when I'm driving. What happens if you're a pedestrian? Um, I try to. I'll put up a little attitude. If Why? I'm, I don't know. You are such an asshole. No, no, no. I mean, if I feel that a, that a driver's uh, uh, perturbed with me, I might give a little attitude, which is which is hypocritical, I know, but that's just the way I am as a Jesus. pedestrian. Jesus. But most of the time, I try to hustle across the street Have you gone to, to therapy? keep traffic moving. Have you gone to therapy? I don't believe in therapy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You are a treat. Everybody should be able to solve their own problems. Oh, Jesus. You're a treat. What a treat you are. And, I've, and I know you. You're such a nice guy. You've done nice things. Remember when you gave yeah. me the DVDs? Yeah. Yeah. You're a nice human being. I am. I am. But, but I, you're angry inside. A little bit. Why? Yeah, but, what it's, do you, but it's a productive anger. What are you angry it's, about? It, it's, not a, um, it's not an unproductive anger. What are you angry about? No, I just get, I just get ticked off easily. I just gotta, I'm just real revved up, you know? Can I ask you a question? Um, and uh, uh, this might be all topic about uh, being perturbed. Yeah. Uh, do you have a girlfriend now? Yes. Okay. Or relationship in general, don't have to be about her. What's something in a relationship that pisses you off that a girl, a female does? I have one that I want to tell you. Wow. And I can I can tell you mine while you're thinking of yours. Sure, go for it. Mine is when, and the, the, you know, a lot of comedians talk about this. I go, what's wrong? And they go, nothing. Yeah. Fucking tell me what's wrong, you fucking inbred. Right. It makes me so angry. It's like me, you and me being in business together and somebody stealing money. I'm like, well, what's going on? You're like, I don't want to tell you. Well, fucking... You have to communicate. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But you, you know what I've done to counteract that is when I say, what's wrong? And they're like, eh, nothing. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I'll just go through my normal life and sit down next to them, act like nothing's wrong. And then that upsets them. And then it brings it out. What I do is I don't date those kind of people that can't communicate effectively. It's boring. Well, every, there's not a girl on the no. earth that can Bullshit. communicate effectively. No. Nope. Uh-uh. I'll find the one. There's <laughs> 7 billion people, 4 billion women, 3 billion men. There's at least one girl who can communicate the way I can communicate or we communicate the same way. You know, I always picture homosexual relationships as just constant, clear communication. Everything's just That's going funny. swimmingly well. It's a really funny joke, actually. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is that I don't suck cock. That's the only problem. Well, you could get your cock sucked. 
Oh, toupee. No, never mind. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, that's mine. That mine uh, is mine is the uh, relationship. Yeah, I mean, angry. that's definitely something that's bothered yeah. me in the past. Um, oh, okay. Here's one. They're also terrible navigators in the car. Have you ever been in a car with someone you're dating or a chick in general? And you're driving, and you're like, and it's it's becoming an exigent circumstance, and you're like, wait, 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 back up. Yeah. How smart are you? You've said two words. I really don't know what that is, and I want to learn. What's Ex- exigent? Exigent means like challenging. Like Jeez, there's a lot going on. What a fucking great word. You're yeah. smart. Sorry, I, I like to look up words a lot. But and you're like, oh, get me out of here. Find the nearest exit here. I got to get to this. And then you're, you 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 give that task to them. They can never pull it off. They can never get on their phone and give you directions, like good directions on yes. how to get out of a situation or how to find something. Uh, They're just not capable. I really understand that. That's why I try to hang out with people. And this is what I learned in dating for me. I can't date a half of a person, meaning I need to date a person who is fully functioning by themselves, where if they were looking for that same place, they were driving, they were looking for that same place you told them to look for, they could find it easily. Because I don't want to feel like I have to take the phone. Look, just find it. Just like if you told me to find it, my job is to find it. Yeah. If you said, hey, I need you to pick up the cleaners and then go get a new set of keys. I couldn't do it because I couldn't find out. We'll find it because mm-hmm. I would have. You know what I mean? Those yeah. kind of, I like to date people that are, um, my thing is when I date women, I love, to, I love smart, smart, smart women. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like college educated, smart, self-sufficient. Um, I don't want somebody who's a pushover. Mm-hmm. I don't want somebody that I can control. Like I like a strong, I like that. Okay. You know what I mean? That's probably good for the long run. Yeah. 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 Good, good. I mean, I'd be fucking them hoes. I don't. Even, I just want to say that. I've never said that on a podcast. That sounded very natural coming. Yeah, out. Yeah, I fucked them hoes. Um, um. So I'll, I got uh, another grievance here. So, you know, I I was walking down uh, Santa Monica Boulevard the other day, just going to the gym. Not, I wasn't doing anything else. I wasn't there for any other reason. It was just going to the gym on Santa Monica Boulevard, and uh, there was, you know, people obviously walk their dogs a lot there, and oftentimes. When you see dogs, people with dogs walking by each other, the dogs obviously want to interact, but the people kind of turn them away and pull them away and keep on going, you know? And it's kind of upsetting. I think you should give... The dogs obviously want to interact. They don't see another dog that often. It's like if we were the... If there was very few humans on another planet, when once in a while when you saw another human, you were excited, want to interact with them. It's like the same thing with dogs. What happens if you were afraid of those humans biting each other? Well... I think that's why a lot of times people do it is they don't they don't know the other dog. If I'm walking my dog and you have your dog, I don't know what your other dog is like. I don't know if your other dog is wacko. It can be so cute and all of a sudden bite. I don't want to deal with all that. So I think as a dog walker, because there's a girl that I'm dating, I've walked her dog and I felt that. I go, I don't know if this dog is cool and I don't want to deal with all that shit. Uh, also, there's something about not wanting my dog who I eat his face and kiss his face to stick his nose in his face in another dog's butthole to smell it. Okay, that's a valid point. Yeah. That's so we have the butthole point. and then a biting. But don't you want your dog to to be happy psychologically and have a good social life and maybe have friends? Yeah, I take him to the dog park. You do? Does he develop friends there? Yeah, he has this thing. Yeah, yeah. Because them sniffing a little bit of another dog's ass. Yeah, but I eat the dog's face. Like, I don't want to eat another dog's butthole. I already eat my roommate's butthole. Yeah, that could get dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't like it. Well, she doesn't know that I do it. You don't want to get some weird crossover disease from dogs. I mean... Like dog... I've already had Dog hepatitis C or something, you know? Thank you. All right. Well, okay. You you, you brought up some good points to neutralize my grievance there. You're just angry at everything. But I, well, I just you're like just negative nanny. Let them let them sniff each other a little bit. Let them hang eh, out. Let them whatever. Let them become friends. You know who who knows what'll develop from that friendship. 
Yeah. Uh, do you have one last grievance before we go into a weird random question? Um, my one last grievance. Uh, I have a grievance towards myself. Didn't you put it on your phone? What? Did you put your grievances on your phone? Or they're all no. up here. Oh, they're all up here. All up in the brain. You're very, you're very aggressive. You know that. Well, I want to make sure we stay uh, on task. Well, but I have my grievances. Okay. Okay. You could be improvising for all I know. Oh no no I have I have things that I'm you know what it is I'll tell you what um, I've worked on myself so much to uh, it's like a, a pro fighter like a boxer I've never boxed but I assume like you know their reaction is so quick so if I throw a punch they're already throwing another punch or a block I've worked on because I realized in a hundred years none of us are going to be here that all the grievances I have are all bullshit mm-hmm. everything is bullshit so I've worked on quickly reacting. Something bothers me, just like a boxer, I react by going, why? Why would I be upset by that? You parry it. Yeah, that, yeah. that's what it's called? Okay, so putting it over, yeah, what you said, like blocking it, moving it over. Deflecting. Yeah, so uh, I just don't go around people that uh, we don't have the same, I don't judge them. What I say is you're not bad, you're just not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people that pick their balls in public, no joke, yeah. like you were doing, can't stand it. My cousin is the worst. He picks, but he does it inside of his pants. He eats, <laughs> in, he eats, he's like, literally that noise. He's like, he's just like, like he's a, a, a Jabba the Hutt. He's skinny, but he, people that act like Jabba the Hutt. Well, what's wrong with just a quick rearrangement? Whether it's Because your legs are wide open and I'm looking at you and you've done it like five times. But I'm not forcing my balls on you. I'm just simply readjusting them so that I'm comfortable. I know. Uh, what's wrong with it? I don't know. I don't want to see you adjusting your balls. You, you never, you never played sports in high school or. College, I played football. I played all that shit. Really? But also, Usually you become desensitized. I was to this around sort of stuff. all dudes. I wasn't in somebody's house like my cousin when he walks in and my roommate female is there and he's just a Dutch adjusting his balls and he's picking at his toes and he's licking his fingers. Mm, that's kind of gross. Yeah. yeah, but but to him, like in his his messy or his clean is my messy. Hmm. He just leaves shit everywhere. Oh, it's clean. And if you took a lie detector test, it would be clean. But it's not. Like <laughs> dishes in the sink. Well, I'm going to wash them later. I'll fucking stab you. Yeah. You know, I'm dealing with such, you know, such a bow constrictor down here that it just requires oh, constant Christ. rearrangement. Yeah. It's I not. Mean, it, it's not a little four inch. Do you it's think that it's normal to be adjusting your balls in public? Do you think that most people that most people would say that's fine? No, I, I don't really care what most people think. Okay, that's fine. That's yeah. good. All I right. just kind of do it because it, you know. It's so just when a you habit. were working at uh, the big, you were working at a big company before. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- did you adjust your balls there? Um, on occasion, but I certainly tried not to do that in public there. Why? But why can you do it in public when you're just out with your buddies? Uh, well, because that's my own space. When I'm at work, that's but you're my but you're at my space. house. That's not your space. Oh well, if 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 you would if you don't want me to do it, I will accommodate you. No, no, I yeah. want you to do it. I'm I'm encouraging you to do it more. If no, if it truly offends you, let's both jerk I off. I would definitely not. Let's do both it. just jerk <laughs> off right now. Not gay, just two guys. Hey, I played sports. What do you say we jerk off together? Not in a gay way, just two dudes. Are we no? make, are we making eye contact? <laughs> yeah, dude, we're just like staring at each other. I think Mike Favorman has a joke like that. When people have, Mike is a comedian. Uh, when people. Uh, are doing PDA, he puts his hands in his pants and sits in front of them, and he goes, <laughs> "Dude, okay, you, you've kind of caught me on something, and I'm going to tell you a story that kind of that, that 
confirms what your your suspicions about me. So I went to London one one summer for a study abroad, and of course I have this this habit of always rearranging my junk. And I was on a, like a film shoot one day. I was doing this internship for this uh, production company, and I went to this park in some little area of suburban London. And I was tired, so I lay down on this bench to take a nap. And I do this subconsciously. Sometimes I don't even know that I'm readjusting my balls. But I probably started like just doing this and just rearranging a little bit. And maybe it, it became a little too much because I was, I was leaving the park 15 minutes later. There were two British police officers coming towards me. And as we got closer, they kind of looked at me. Then they stopped me and they said, Sir, uh, we need to ask you a couple questions. Uh, we got a report that, uh, that uh, you know, somebody was here in the park uh, masturbating. And I immediately laughed, right? I was like, what? <laughs> but guys, it, it was not me. I was not masturbating. I was just taking a rest. And they're like, oh, okay, thank you. And then later I thought about it. I was like, did I kind of lay down on that bench and just subconsciously start rearranging my junk too much? So that's what I'm saying. You do it a lot. Yeah, I guess I do. Where it's subconscious. Mm -hmm. So you do it more than you maybe think. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. You mean for others? Yeah. You were uncomfortable just now? It was annoying. Huh. Yeah. It's like if a girl was in front of you just fingering herself. Well, actually, that's different. We would like that. Yeah, Thank you. Terrific. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Terrific. <laughs> That'd be just terrific. terrific. We are built different. Mm. I like girls. They're awesome. They're my friends. I don't want to make you uncomfortable, Josh. I want you to be comfortable. Yeah. I want, right. to, I want to be able to run my hand across your arm or leg and have you just be comfortable with that. No, I'm not good with that. Oh, you wouldn't be good with that? I want a spoon with you. I Just, just two guys. Can hugging. I be a little spoon? No. Well, wait. Yeah. All right. I want to be on the inside. Yeah. The girl that I'm dating, I, I like to be the big spoon. Oh, you are dating. Well, girl. but yeah, I'm dating a girl right now. Oh, good for she's you. cool. Well, she just moved to Wisconsin, so it's hard. She's a TV host and she got a job there. Oh, really? But yeah, she's the first girl in forever. I can think that uh, she's amazing. Well, Very you're, smart. You're, you're busy. It's hard to date when you're super busy. Uh, Yeah, but I make time for her. She's fucking smart as shit. Good for you. Really smart and how, pretty. How, how often is she going to be in L.A.? Uh, she just moved, uh, over Christmas, which was just a couple weeks ago. So, uh, we're not sure. We're trying to figure that out. Okay. But, uh, no hurry, no stress. Do you guys uh, do a lot of Skyping and FaceTime? FaceTime all the time, all okay. day long. Does it ever get dirty? No, uh-uh. You keep it clean? Yeah, I ha you know what? I've done that once with a girl. Uh, I don't really, I haven't, I haven't thought about that. Like to, as that would be a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just haven't. Okay. Maybe, you know? maybe it'll come up organically. Yeah, yeah, maybe it will. But yeah, I haven't thought about that. Part of me is also scared that whoever it is, whoever they may be, girl, whatever, would record that. Well, you, I don't know why, right. you know, just because you've seen horror stories. Okay. And now this girl, I would never, you know, if I had to bet everything, well, she, she's not like that. But you see stories sure. where people are like, oh shit, well, I didn't, dude, you know. Look at all the stuff that leaked on uh, the, like, remember Hope, Hope Davis? No, I don't. That who was that? The goalie for the U.S. Women's Olympic team. No, uh -uh. those pictures got leaked of her pussy up close. No. Oh, dude, she was like the camera was right here, and she's just spread eagle, just showing oh, no. her a zoom up of her vagina. Oh and it no! Leaked all over the and internet. the guy, guy, uh, what's it called? Gave him to people. What an asshole! Well, yeah, somebody hacked it, or however it got leaked. I don't remember if it was from the boyfriend. I don't or know if you can hack it or whatever, but that's an asshole. Move. But there were some very intimate images leaked. Oh, I feel bad for her. I know. I, I like her, and I think she's hot. Not yeah. a, not a great looking vagina, but she's cute as a person. Oh, yeah. So, 
Yeah, good call being uh, protective about that. Maybe yeah. You should hold Sometimes off. I move my penis around to the backside of my ass and I fuck myself, but that's not important right now. I'm, I, some kids did that in uh, in prep school. No, they didn't. They used to get creative. They used to tuck their, their dick between their legs All right. and then kind of bounce on it. Okay, yeah, here I didn't do we it. go. I didn't do it. All right. I definitely didn't Next do it. Next question. Where are we at? Let's move into a weird random question. Okay. All right. So, so let me introduce it. Okay. It is time for... Questions. That was the big introduction. That was That's big, what you stopped me I have for. To, I have to do that because I put an effect on that ah. that phrase, so I have to create room so that the effect Fucking can take place. Love it. Yeah, love it's a, it. It's a real cool little transition. Yeah. So this is the way the game works. Somebody breaks into your house. They're going to kill your family and your new girlfriend, unless you pick one of the following three scenarios that I've created specifically for okay. you. Okay. Okay. Now you can certainly uh, ask questions to to understand understand what exactly you'll be doing what the parameters are anything to help you rationalize your answer okay got it option one for josh you spend one month in a bunker with el chapo as his assistant one month we're assuming now that he's still he's still free like he's not captured We're, we're in this scenario we're assuming he's still free and on the run you spend one month as his assistant okay in a bunker duties include Brushing his teeth, shaving his armpits, and putting a condom on his cock before he has intercourse with women they bring in there to have intercourse with him. Okay? You don't have to get him hard, but you have to slip the condom on his cock. And various other... Why are you... Where, what are these questions? I told you to listen to episode eight. I got it, but why? Because they're fun. Okay, I'm in. So that's option one. Teeth, armpit, cock. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just wanted to reveal. Yeah. Option two. You're a host... So here's an interesting opportunity, but it's it's an exigent opportunity. You host a show, you host a show in Antarctica about penguins, but it's a fully immersive experience. So you're sleeping in a makeshift igloo, uh, you're interacting with ill-tempered penguins, um, and you're doing this for 11 weeks, fully immersive. You are out there in the barren cold in Antarctica, 11 weeks. You're living in an igloo. And you're dealing with really angry penguins. There's no masturbating and no showering for the entire eleven. Do I weeks. ask questions now or after? Uh, whenever you want. Okay. Uh, do I get to have really like uh, actually? Nice... Let's do it after. Okay. 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 Um, and this this show will only air on YouTube, which is unfortunate. Do I get Probably. Yeah. Option three. You come home to your house here every night for one week. Every night that you come home, you will then film two senior citizens having sex in your bed. Most of the sex will be anal for whatever reason. Um, and also one of the one of the couples, because there's going to be seven couples, a week, seven days, seven couples. You're filming them have anal sex every night. It's a different couple every night. One of the old men that's part of these couples is so decrepit that he can't actually thrust. So you're going to be responsible for pushing his butt into his old woman that he's fucking. You're just going to put a little hand on there and you're just going to do the thrusting for him. So that's only going to happen on one of those nights. But you're still filming these senior citizens having anal sex for the other, for every night. Go for it. The third one. Oh, you're the already senior selecting citizens. that? Yeah, it's easy. You're not going to ask any questions about no, any No, let me tell you why. Uh, I've, I've narrowed it down. I don't like being cold ever. Okay? Antarctica, penguins, I don't want to be cold. 11 weeks, no shower. I don't want that. That's right away takes it out. Okay, that's All right? A, that's a good experience, though, for hosting. 
No, no, it's not. I already have a TV show. I got two right now. I'll get fucking another one. Stop picking your balls. I'm watching you. I'm watching I'm you. I'm in my left pocket. Your hand was... What were you doing in your left pocket? I was drying my hand. It got yeah. a little moist. Well, you don't dry your hand inside your pocket picking your balls. Okay. Hands so, uh, Antarctica cold. Don't want that. El Chapo. Don't want that. Don't want to brush his teeth. I have to be with him all day. Yeah. Okay? So, I don't want to have to be there all day. I'm thinking about my career and other things I want to do. The third one, I walk in. Boom, boom, boom. I'm done. Only one of the nights... I got to fucking do something weird. The other ones, I'm just chilling for however long it takes. I'm in and out in an hour and a half. You'd be okay with, with 80-year-olds having anal sex in your bedroom. That's you fine. You can't even handle me touching my it's balls fu- honestly, my sweatpants. if it's only a week, right? I'm in, I'm out, I'm done. I can have the rest of my day. And it's kind of a funny story to tell that I had to push some guy's butt because he couldn't do it. I mean, that's all. it's all more in line with who I am as an idiot. El Chapo, don't want to be near him. Antarctica, cold. Old people, hey, I'll fuck them too. Why not? I mean, not in a gay way, just two guys. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm sorry to jump in right away with an answer, but that's it. No, that's the way it works. That's the way it works. I need to be prepared for somebody to be able to answer quickly. I do my best to make it so that you can't answer quickly, but I like your, your enthusiasm for option three. Now, let me ask you this. What if option three, each time that you came and you filmed them having anal sex, you also were going to be the un- under the influence of a lot of ecstasy, so that might compel you under the under the, the you know the dark trance of ecstasy. To I've get done ecstasy. I've done ecstasy, and I can tell you that it's never a dark trance. It's always a light, fun, happy trance. And no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I would not be attracted and want to hook up with her. Well, but you're on ecstasy. Maybe I've just been on ecstasy. Doesn't two people have sex? Maybe nope. you get into it a little. Nope. Bit. Not an old person. Well, maybe would, you just play with the woman's old tits. No, no. I, first of all, what is the point of these questions? To find out which weird thing you would do. But what is the overall point? Like, why are amusement. you asking these questions? Amusement. Amusement. Okay, so yeah. you want amusement. Yes. Okay, did I amuse you? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Not 100%. It was very analytical. I was hoping that yeah. you would be more troubled with the question. No. I'm, look, you asked me a question. I'm right into the answer. Okay. I think it's great. Option three. Yes. Without the ecstasy. Fair enough. What are you looking around for? My eyes, I all of a sudden started seeing uh, white, like, like, white, like, uh, splotches. It's probably because of the way you're sitting with the... Yeah, you think? Yeah. I got white splotches. Or maybe it's me uh, thinking about fucking old dudes in the butt. Or old chicks in the butt. Yeah. You know? That's your your body's way of telling you that's something you need to do. I, I ate out this old chick. Uh, well, actually, I, I, it was cool. Uh... I hooked up with this older chick the other day, and I knew she was into me because she let me eat her out through her diaper. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was a joke I tell on stage. Thank you. Yeah, her Depends tasted good. And she had osteoporosis. I didn't need to bend her over. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Another joke. Boom. How do we know know the American Indians were the first in America? How? They had reservations. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Another joke. Killing it over here. Thank you. Uh, Okay, give me your question. Okay, so, uh, so you know, you know, you mine is a, mine is a who would, no mine is a who would you rather? Well, no, it's got to be like the format I specified. Sorry, I don't have that. I have this this format. Unbelievable. Well, well, look, there's three things. Okay, it's a, what would you rather do? Oh, it's the same thing. What would you rather do? Okay, it's who would you rather? Okay. Now I play this game with my friends. Okay, so uh, it's question: Would you rather? Okay, and you can I could say come home, but would you rather get punched in the face? Bare knuckle by Mike Tyson. Okay. Or would you rather eat out Martha Stewart on her period? There's only two options. There's not a third. I, I have three questions. So would you rather? What do you mean you have three questions? I mean, come on. Oh, three would you rather? Yeah, three would you rather's. 
Okay. I misinterpreted, so this is what... Get punched in the face. Bare, bare knuckle, knuckle by Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson today? Today. Or eat up Martha Stewart on a period. I got a real problem with with blood coming from down there. It just kind of creeps me out. Okay. So I'm going with Mike Tyson. No, wait, 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 wait. Can't you just say it? He's going to probably break your face. It's a bare knuckle punch. Dude, the guy's 55 years old. Uh-uh, he's not 55, and it's Mike Tyson. Yeah, I know, but he doesn't hit like he used to. If you punch me in the face bare knuckle, do you think you'd probably break my nose? Yes. I'm a, Mike bo- Tyson. I'm a boxer, so yes. Oh, you're a boxer! Yeah. You're telling me Mike Tyson. See, I'm not a boxer. You're a boxer, so Mike Tyson, you don't think he can still throw a fucking mean punch? I think he can throw a pretty respectable punch, So he yes. would break your face probably. Well, what do you mean by break my face? He would punch you in the face bare knuckle as hard as he can. Or eat out Martha Stewart. Bare knuckle. I mean, I'm talking about a fucking punch for Mike Tyson. Well, I think if it's a hook... It'll just give me like four or five stitches and I'll get Jesus over that. Jesus Christ. I'm not eating a girl out on her period, let alone Martha Stewart. Okay, hey, hey, hey. All right, next question. I mean, that's gross. I don't ne- know what she's got. Hey, look, next question. Would you rather blow Donald Trump and have Ugh. him come in your mouth? Ugh. Hey, these are the questions, okay? Look, you threw fucking old people fucking and me taking ecstasy. Yeah, All but right. I didn't have you fucking the old people. Okay. Now I know I'm going to get you. you no, you time. did have me fucking the old people. No, just pushing his butt so oh. he could thrust. Wow. Uh, okay, so would you rather uh, have... Uh, Donald Trump come in my mouth. Donald Trump... <laughs> would you have Donald Trump come in your mouth or would you rather stick your head inside of a giraffe's vagina for eight minutes? That's one my friend made up. Sal, by the way, Sal from Impractical Jokers from made Sal's that comedy one hole? Sal from Impractical Jokers oh, made okay. that. That's, that's a good group. They're funny. Um, so it is uh, Donald Trump blowing your mouth or stick your head now you can breathe inside of the vagina whatever contraption we need to build stick your head inside of a giraffe's vagina oh I'm sorry he, it was a hippopotamus's asshole oh I apologize. come on dude that just took a sharp turn yeah hippopotamus's asshole or have Donald Trump blow in your mouth hippopotamus's asshole yeah however that would Fuck, work that's way worse than a giraffe's vagina that's yeah, your choice. I, fine, I'm still taking the hippopotamus's asshole over as long as Trump. I'm, yeah, I'm not. First of all, I'm not going to suck another man's cock okay. ever. And if I was, let's say somebody offered me twenty million dollars, mm-hmm. I'm not letting him come in my mouth. Okay. Maybe I'd suck his cock for twenty million dollars, mm-hmm. but coming in the mouth, that's a whole nother level. I'm not doing okay. That. Uh, so I'm, I'll stick my ass in the hippopotamus's asshole. Okay. Well, hopefully Here we with go. no health side effects. All right. Would you rather? Okay, so that's the one right there. Yeah. Would you rather have? Susan Boyle, and I always go, that's my go-to, by the way. You know who Susan Boyle is? No. Susan Boyle was on America's Got Talent. Uh, not a very attractive lady. Okay. Let's How just, old is she? Like 60. Mm. Would you rather have her fist your asshole? Oh, my God. Or watch somebody making love to your ex-girlfriend? My ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, I don't give a fuck about her. Um, All right, your current girlfriend. I changed it. Uh, Yeah, well, okay. Susan Boyle is fit, fisting. fisting your asshole. So she's got a feminine small lady's fist, and she's fisting. That's still going to cause that could potentially cause damage to my anus and rectum. Or have watch somebody make love to your current girlfriend. Can can the person I watch make love to my ex girlfriend be somebody at my choosing? No, not like ex girlfriend. Current girlfriend. I mean, my current girlfriend. Can it be someone that I choose? Like anybody a you choose. Yeah, and it's got to be a guy. Okay, I'm. Ugh. That's a hard one. See, I was gonna maybe go with Bruce Willis, somebody that kind of looks like me having sex with my girlfriend, 
but I don't even want to see that. I think I'll take the fisting. As there long it as is. There's a doctor present, and there's a sufficient amount of lube used. Okay, so fist, uh, uh, fisting for hundred dollars. All right, great. Was there a price on it? I don't know. I just threw in $100 to make it more of a game show. That was just my idea. You've won a fisting. Yeah. And by the way, three. those, by the way, uh, are questions. Uh, I did change the other one. I said making love to your ex. Yeah. I always say making love to your ex, but I changed it because you went so easily yeah. with it right. that I was like, well, this is not a good question. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd pick fucking, fucking Wilt Chamberlain to have sex with her. All right. You know? Wow. That's how much I don't give a fuck. All right. Um. Okay, good questions, Josh. Thank you. I told you. At first, you came down on me. I know my stuff. Well, I like to follow the format. That and by the way, that, you asking somebody to prepare for your podcast and do get ready and listen. I'm. A, do you realize how many things we do in a day? Yeah, that's why I'm not being too hard on you. But we do so many things in a day. Who, who comedians? Well, at least I know my, my group of friends. We're literally like after this, I have a writing session. I have a pitch set. Like we're running. Yeah. We're trying to make money. Yeah, no, I that's you know what I'm saying, girl. That's why I'm not being too hard mm-hmm. on you. But uh, I do. Uh, but I have these things in my head because I use always use the same three questions. What do you mean? Uh, I play Would You Rather all the time. With you my use friends. the same three questions that you've used on other people. Those those weren't original. Oh no! Well, Sal gave me one okay. of the questions from Impractical Jokers, and oh the, yeah, well, I asked my friends. Well, it's not. It's original because everybody has a different answer. Right. Like the last person I asked said, oh, I, you could definitely make love to my girl. I'm not having anybody put anything in my asshole. Did anyone select eating Martha Stewart on her period? Oh, yeah. People selected that? Yeah, people were like, dude, I don't want to get fucking hit in the face. Because people were like, okay, first he's going to shatter my, uh, this is what they go, shatter my uh, cheekbone. I probably could go blind. Uh, he'll probably break my teeth. They go, I just, I eat, I Martha Stewart, it's a great story. I tell my friends and I'm done. Story. Great yeah. story for Thanksgiving Day. So that's what a lot of people, lo- most people say that. They go, it's a great story. I just tell my friends. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, they were exciting questions to answer. Thank you very much. What do you think of my questions? Uh, I like you. You make me angry, which is great. <laughs> you take very long to ask your questions, too. Yeah, I do. They're very specific. I got to get down to Comedy Store and see you perform. That would be great. Um, do you want to say a little bit about uh, your Twitter Twitter handle or your podcast? Yeah, uh, you you your can find podcast. me uh, at Josh Nasser, which is uh, J-O-S-H, N as in Nancy, A, S as in Sam, AR Josh Nassar across all platforms. I am on Facebook mentions, which was rolled out August 6th, which is Facebook's answer to Periscope. I do live videos, uh, things like that. Instagram, Twitter, uh, criminal asshole. And, uh, look out for my show. Did you hear what I said? No, I, I said criminal it. my asshole. Uh, I, I don't know. Why I've been saying a lot of asshole stuff. Uh, watch my show, uh, on TV. Look me up. I appreciate you listening. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. You're welcome, buddy. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you. All right, bud.